Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Wow, so nice to be outside and sharing the word with you this morning. We're excited. And uh, can I just say quickly that, you know, aren't we, I'm so grateful and I know I'm sure I, this is a sentiment you would share. I'm grateful for the wisdom of our leaders, our church leaders, uh, and the way that they are, are taking us through this time with, with faith, but also with that wisdom working uh, alongside that faith. And so I want to say thank you to Pastor Nicole and Steve. And also, let's, uh, as Pastor Nicole and Steve said before, let's be uh, praying for, you know, our leaders, uh, that's our prime minister and our, our government leaders, but also our church leaders, Pastor Phil and Chris, uh, Pastor John and Danielle Pierce, and Pastor Jason M, our WA overseers. Let's be lifting up our leaders in prayer at this time. It's so important. Uh, well, my word for today is called devoted. And uh, during the week of prayer and fasting, this is the word I, I felt from God. I felt two words. One was cleansing, uh, but the other was devoted. And so that's what I want to talk about today. And devotion to him or, or closeness, intimacy with Jesus uh, is needed. And in fact, it's central to our lives as Christians in the unknown and the known, we're called to be devoted to Him in the calm and the chaos, in joy and sorrow, uh, in the routine and in the change, in self isolation and social distancing. In all of it, we are called to be devoted to Jesus. And so I'd like to invite you now to turn with me to Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14. If you've got a, a, your Bible with you or perhaps on your phone, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 11. Mark 14, verses 1 to 11. Jesus anointed at Bethany. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away. And the chief priests and teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or people may riot. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to, with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present was, were saying to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them at any time you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money. So he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Well, this, this passage in Mark's Gospel uh, is quite interesting to me. It has two key narratives. And one narrative is the woman uh, with the expensive perfume at this banquet Jesus is attending. And in John's Gospel, uh, of, uh, where we see the uh, same account of this event, uh, the woman is identified by name as Mary, uh, sister of Martha. And Mary approaches Jesus uh, from what we read of her own accord and pouring the contents of this jar onto his, onto his head, anointing him. 
and it's an extravagant act of devotion uh, in the presence of these disgruntled onlookers who immediately question her actions before Jesus steps in to defend her, praising her actions in front of the other diners. I love that Jesus is our defender. He defends us in the presence of our enemy. Thank you, Lord. And so then we shift to this uh, other narrative that's in stark contrast, an underlying narrative that has been threading its way slowly through Mark, where the authorities uh, are looking for a way to arrest and kill Jesus and enter Judas, one of Jesus' disciples, who gives them the way to kill Jesus by betraying him to the authorities, the, the chief priests and religious leaders at the time. And, and we read there in verse 11 that, that Judas is now on the lookout for the perfect moment to activate his plan and hand Jesus over to them. And so on one side, we have this act of devotion. And on the other side, we have this act of betrayal. I know which of these two narratives I would want to be. <laughs> How about you? A life devoted to Jesus Christ is worth living. A Jesus-devoted life is a beautiful and glorious life. And it's one where we are alive in His call. You know, we're here for a reason. We have purpose and significance. Uh, this is a life where we're set free from sin and bondage, uh, where we're humble but not passive, we're strong but not prideful. We are secure in our God-given identity. We are growing as influencers. We are fostering healthy family and relationships. We are others-focused, sharing our faith with those who don't know Jesus, with courage and wisdom. And we're active in His church in our current context as part of C3QB and across all of that, our locations. This is about taking hold of that, that vision that Pastor Jace has so beautifully presented to us, a decade on purpose. And I know it's probably starting out a little bit differently to what we thought, but I know that God has a plan in this. And so we can be trusting in Him uh, as that unfolds, particularly over the next few months. A life devoted to Jesus Christ is worth living. We can be spectators to someone else's devotion, wishing that was us. Or we can jump in to the abundant life that he's purchased for us on the cross, where he is the object of our affection. And so God's given me some keys uh, in being devoted to him. And I believe these are going to encourage you. Uh, think of it like a devotion check. Uh, these keys are not meant to leave you feeling condemned, uh, but, uh, but uh, they may challenge you. And, you know, that's okay. We need to be challenged because we all have things we can work on uh, in our relationship with God. And, and the thing is that, that there are many things that are vying for our devotion. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's experienced that reality in this past week in particular, uh, where there are things that are vying for our devotion. But as followers of Jesus, it's important that we are regularly checking in on where our focus and attention is, where our devotion is being placed. And so here are the keys. Are you ready? Yes. Excellent. That's good. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. George. Appreciate that very much. Thank you. Key number one, when you're devoted to Jesus, you spend time with him. Uh, Mary pouring the perfume on Jesus was an extraordinary act of devotion. And you know, this account is unusual because Jewish women didn't normally attend banquets for men unless they were servants. And so her devotion to Jesus was evidently uh, far above her fear of, of 
being ridiculed, uh, or fear of shame, or being interrogated and ridiculed for her actions. Mary just wanted to be where Jesus was. And so when you're devoted to Jesus, you know, there's an increased desire in us uh, to be near Him, to pray, uh, to read the Word, to worship, to be in a community of faith of believers. And when you're devoted to Jesus, you want to be where He is. You want to be in His presence. She just wanted to be near Jesus. She wanted to do everything she could to be in front of Him, just soaking in all that He was and being able to express her love to Him, which I just is so powerful. And, you know, during the week of prayer and fasting, we gathered across all our locations, didn't we? And came together to lift up His name and to declare His goodness and to lean in and press in and engage at that, that deeper, more intimate level. And the revelation I had over the week was this, this ever-increasing awareness of how much I need Him, how much we need our Saviour. Uh, but with that, this reality check of how often we so easily make excuses and justifications for not spending time with Him. How effortlessly, oh, I knew I was going to get stuck on that word, effortlessly. Haha. We seem to fill our time with other things. And it's not that all those other things are necessarily bad, but if it's leading us to a place where we start to think we don't need Him as much, that we don't need His strength or His grace, His power, His wisdom, His authority. When we feel, I kind of got this on my own, that's when we're in dangerous territory because that means our devotion has shifted from a place of Jesus is my source, Jesus is my strength, my hope, He is uh, in control of my life, to a headspace where His majesty and you know His supremacy has kind of been limited in our mindset. And so we've placed our devotion instead on the temporary the fleeting. And Judas was devoted to the temporary, to money. His real agenda revealed to be one of greed. And in John 12, 6, we're told Judas didn't care for the poor, but he was a thief who helped himself to what was put in the money bag. We read in Matthew 26, 15, he agreed to hand Jesus over for 30 pieces of silver. Judas's actions were for his own gain or what he thought was gain. He didn't recognize his need for Jesus because his heart was devoted elsewhere. We need to regularly challenge our own bad attitudes, selfishness, pride, self-pity and the like, and heart issues, unresolved conflict, offense, forgiveness, unforgiveness, bitterness. And this only happens when we realize that it's good and necessary to spend time with Jesus daily so His Holy Spirit can come and work in our heart and in our mind to bring renewal and bring our devotion back to where it needs to be. When we're devoted to Jesus, we spend time with Him because we realize and we acknowledge that we need Him. We need Him. I need Him. You need Him. Our family, friends, Neighbours, work colleagues need him. Our nation, our world needs Jesus. And right now in our current context, that has never been more apparent to me. So as you spend time with him this upcoming week and in the months ahead, my prayer over you is that every day you would find what you need in him, that you'd be fully satisfied in his goodness. Key number two, when you're devoted to Jesus, you listen and follow. You do what he calls you to do. Obedience is a, a measure of our devotion to him. When I first had an impression from God as a 20-year-old that he was calling me to move from New Zealand to Australia, Perth specifically, 
deep down, I've got to say, wasn't really that keen. <laughs> and as he continued to speak to me in the months that followed, I remember regularly questioning him, you know, why would you ask this of me? Why would you call me to leave my family? Everything, uh, everyone I've ever known, in a place I've been my whole life, to go somewhere I've never lived, without a job, in a different country, not even, personally, even close to New Zealand. It's so far away. Can't even just quickly fly over from the east, away from all my immediate family. You want me to sacrifice all of this to follow you into something completely unknown. I've got to say, it kind of messed a little bit with my understanding of God. Because, you know, we can sometimes form mindsets out of our human understanding. And God's going to come in and He's going to turn those upside down pretty quick. And that's a good thing. That needs to happen for us to be able to draw near to Him. And I have to tell you, it's been one of the hardest things I've, I've ever done. And... You know, the responses I was asking God, those things was, well, yes, Eden, even your family, because you say you love me with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. You say you want my, your life to, to be one of uh, where I'm glorifying, uh, where you're glorifying me. So will you listen and follow as I call and lead, no matter where it takes? Are you truly devoted to me or only devoted as long as it fits your human understanding? Devotion will cost you. Luke 9, 23 to 24, Then Jesus said to them, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. Being devoted to Jesus will cost you something. It will cost you sleep, time, finances, comfort, convenience. When you're devoted to Jesus, it's not, well, I choose to follow you as long as it suits my wants and needs. I'll be devoted to you, Jesus, up to this point. Not past here. That's inconvenient. That doesn't fit with my understanding of you. <laughs> I'm saying this with that kind of sarcasm because that's kind of like where I've walked. That's the journey I've been on. It's like, well, cool. Well, okay, over here. All right. <laughs> not sure about that. When we're devoted to Jesus, it's, Yes, I'll follow you. I don't quite understand it. I'm even a bit scared, but I trust in you and who you are. You gave your life on the cross for me. He gave his life on the cross for us. Not for us to live a selfish, inward-focused life, but to, to live an abundant life, a full life, a life that builds his kingdom. Builds his kingdom on this earth and an eternal inheritance. As we listen and follow Jesus, we are building an eternal inheritance. And in Mark 14, 9, Jesus says about Mary, Truly I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And we read about this account in three of the four gospels. And so we can't read the New Testament without being reminded of Mary's incredible acts of devotion. Mary played a key part in Jesus' life. And as he declares, she was a part of preparing his body for burial through her sacrificial act. And we now read about Mary's devotion from generation to generation through his written word. Mary has built an eternal inheritance. As you respond in your day-to-day -day life out of a heart devoted to Jesus, you are building an eternal inheritance.
It's great what George was talking about before. That's what counts. It's the eternal inheritance. Key number three, when you're devoted to Jesus, you give the best of yourself. Jesus didn't, uh, Mary, sorry, didn't anoint Jesus with some cheap perfume that she bought down the road at Bethany Price Savers. Uh, the alabaster jar well, uh, would have been costly. So it was considered a luxury item in those days. And we're told that the perfume was made of pure nard. And nard was a type of spice taken from a plant uh, used to produce a fragrant oil uh, that would have cost, as we read, uh, the average worker a year's wages. And many, Mary used the best. She used the best of what she had to anoint Jesus. When we're devoted to Jesus, we give him our best. Not the scraps, not the leftovers. The best of who we are, our time, talents, gifts, and resources. Why is this important? Because when Jesus builds his church, he does the building through his disciples, through people just like you. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus builds his church through people who would respond to his call, to those who surrender all that they are and all they have to his name, the name above every other name. When you give the best of yourself to Jesus, you're not giving him perfection, you're giving him your willingness. And being willing to give the best of your time, talents, gifts, resources, and devotion to Jesus, you can trust that nothing, nothing is ever wasted in his hands. You are part of his master plan. You have a role in building his church, his kingdom on earth, and making disciples. And no one else can fulfill that role because it's unique to you. And as you build his church and make disciples, he walks beside you. He goes with you every step of the way. We might not be physically gathering together here, but he will be with us out there because he is in you. Which brings me to key number four. When you're devoted to Jesus, you show up. Being devoted to Jesus means we show up. And what I mean by that is we don't stop pursuing him. We keep moving forward with momentum, spiritual momentum. Pastor Steve preached about this last Sunday. Excellent word. I encourage you to check it out on the podcast if you haven't yet. And one of the things Pastor Steve said, I've got to read this because I want to get it right. If you have momentum in the things of God, so much of what is concerning us will be taken care of without you necessarily focusing on it. I love that. We keep, up this, moment, we keep this momentum going as we show up when we feel like it and when we don't, when we're hurting and when we're not, when we're on the mountaintop and when we're in the valley, when we're feeling happy and when we're feeling sad and everything in between. There are times I could choose not to show up, (laughs) but just bring real, whether to church, prayer meetings, connect group, even in spending one-on-one time with God. Why? Well, because of life, circumstances, feeling weary, hurt, frustrated, apathetic. Or maybe even feeling like you're not worthy to show up. 
because of your sin or flaws or imperfections, unforgiveness. But I have been determined to not let my feelings dictate my decision to come to Jesus, but rather to let His Holy Spirit draw me into His presence, bringing my devotion back into alignment with Him. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect and I've done this right because I have struggled with this many, many times over. But the difference is I keep showing up. I keep showing up. I'm persistent. (laughs) I'll keep showing up again and again to Jesus. And when I fall down or when my momentum stalls, I'll acknowledge it. And I'll show up again and again and again and again every day. Come on. We want to be people that show up. I want to show up because Jesus showed up on the cross for me. He showed up on the cross for you. Knowing the excruciating pain ahead. Knowing that as he took our sins upon himself on that cross, that he would experience separation from his Father. Like we experience when we are distant from him in our sin and brokenness. Well, he showed up for me on the cross in the grave. And Jesus continues to show up for me as my faithful guide and companion. So now it's time for me to show up. It's time for us to show up. And showing up, we're spending time with him. We're listening to and following his glorious voice. We're giving our best to him. In showing up, we are there for one another in our families, our workplaces, our church, and our community. You are, we are the church out there through which God moves. And, you know, in this upcoming season of uncertainty, that is really key for us. The, the church is us. We are the church. It's not about us. Yeah, of course we love gathering together. I'm not saying we don't. I'm not diminishing the significance of that and the importance of that. It is important, and I know we'll be back together uh, sometime. <laughs> but you know what? We are the church, and so we can be confident that we carry His Spirit out with us as we leave this place into our homes to our neighbours, those who don't know Jesus. This is a key opportunity for us to be reaching out to those who are particularly feeling at the stage quite isolated. We can be reaching out to them because you are the church to which God moves. And today at C3, Quinns Beach, we are making a declaration that we will show up because we are a people devoted to Jesus And we will not let the enemy stop us from living the abundant life he has claimed for us, no matter what the external circumstances. Psalm 46 verse 9, My enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know. God is on my side. Woo, come on, isn't it? Yeah, you can give God a round of applause for that because he is on our side. He is with us. He is for us and He is not against us. You can be faith-filled this morning that He is with you. He is with you and that will not change. Circumstances are going to change. Things are going to be happening that we don't really understand yet. But God knows he, it is in, the times are in His hands and He understands what is happening. And so we can put our trust and faith in Him and we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this, church. 
there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to get through. We're going to come out on the other side. And we're probably going to be, I think, I believe, stronger for it. And we're going to be growing in our faith because of it. Because now is the time to lean in and press in. If there was ever a time to be devoted to Jesus, it is now. Not to say we shouldn't be anyway, but now is a time when we can really press in and engage at a deeper level, at a different level to what we've ever done before. So I'm anticipating and expecting that over the next few months, we are going to be growing so strong in our faith. And I really believe that you are going to be growing strong in your faith. You know, God is going to reveal things to you. He is going to show you things about who He is through the circumstance. And we are going to be stronger for it in Jesus' mighty name. As we are devoted to Jesus, as we show up and keep showing up, we will see the enemies in our lives retreat as Jesus makes a way. Can I have the the keys up, please? The band, sorry. Thank you. (laughs) Well, as I said earlier, Mary built an eternal inheritance. Her legacy was defined by her extravagant display of devotion to Jesus. And so my question to you today is what legacy will you be remembered by? What acts of devotion will define your life, particularly in the season we're going into? What's it going to cost because it will cost you something and maybe if I had if I had just gone you know when when Jesus called me to move to Perth if I had just made a decision based on at that point my limited understanding like if I had made a decision to not go because of the unknown and fear well I wouldn't be standing in front of you today so It's cost me something, yes, but what I've gained is far much more than I could even comprehend or imagine 10 years ago, nine years ago. In 10 years, how are you going to look back on this decade? You know, in 10 years' time, how are you going to look back? How do you want it to be defined? I I want this decade to be defined by my devotion to Him. I want this decade to be defined by, not by my emotions, but by who he is. It's, wor- it's going to be worth it. And it is worth it. Because he is going to bring his kingdom to earth and build an eternal inheritance that's worth far more than anything this world could ever offer. I'd rather have that than anything else in this world. Would you just stand for a moment, church? just want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands if you feel comfortable. Jesus. I just see the word peace. Jesus wants to pour out his peace upon you right now. Just receive it where you are. He wants to give you peace of your mind. You have the mind of Christ. The word of God says you have the mind of Christ. And so you can stand in that assurance this morning that you have the mind of Christ. And right now I just declare his peace upon you. 
all fear go in the name of Jesus. You are not welcome here. To see Jesus lifting off burdens, just even you can be praying to him right now. You can be sharing maybe some of those burdens that you're experiencing at the moment. I just see God just lifting off weights off people's shoulders, just lifting them off in the spirit. I just see that. And that's you this morning. Just allow allow the Holy Spirit to touch you, to lift those burdens off. You don't need to be carrying them. You don't need to be carrying those burdens. Let them go. Let them go. And he's coming to fill you afresh with faith. He's coming to fill you afresh with his goodness. And he's assuring you right now that it's going to be okay. But he is calling you to a a deeper devotion with him. And so what things do you need to even give to him right now? Uh, Perhaps some of those attitudes I talked about earlier or, you know, those heart issues that you know you need to surrender right now. Just take, take this opportunity to do that, to surrender those to him and receive. Receive afresh his love, his forgiveness. And just know that he is able. Where you feel maybe things are overwhelming you, he is able. He is leading you to the rock. Lead you, it says in Psalms, you know, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And I just see some of you, that's going to be what you need to really be declaring over yourselves in the coming months. That God, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to pastures that are, are good. Lead me to that mountaintop when I'm feeling like I'm in the valley. Jesus, you make the way. God, I just thank you right now that you've lifted burdens off people's lives. You've, you've taken away fear in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that in this next season, uh, you are going to be, you are our source. You're going to be our, the object of our affection. Lord, we, we are declaring today as a church that we want to stand uh, today together and say that we will live lives devoted to you. We will live lives that will bring glory and honour to your name. We we will not shrink back in this time, but we will rise up in Jesus' name and we will be a people devoted to you, devoted to your word, devoted to your church, devoted to others, those who don't know you, devoted to our families afresh, devoted to our friends afresh, just to, just devoted in, in and being motivated in that love. But ultimately, above all of that, we want to be devoted primarily and ultimately to you. And so, Lord God, we thank you that we can stand in assurance today of all that you want to give to us. And Lord, we will be a people who show up and keep showing up in this season that's upcoming. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.